Hey everybody, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Wagner Dos Santos, and this is Wagner Live Insights. Today, I will be talking about how to properly onboard clients in a way that ensures that the relationship between client and supplier or client and, and business supplier, that it is uh, preserved and that it has the chance to succeed moving forward. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Stay tuned. This is Wagner Live, a live video talk show and podcast, and your destination for trending topics in marketing, advertising, branding, and business. Straight talking marketing maverick. Wagner Dos Santos is your host. Here's Wagner. So, first, I want to talk about um, relationships. Um, or the relationship between a client and the service provider. So when you onboard a client, you are, first of all, onboarding a client is important. Some people don't even onboard a client. So let me, let me rewind and even explain what that means. So to onboard a client means you have signed up that client, they have paid their invoice or signed a contract or all of the above, they are officially a client and now you're going to start doing work with them. Well, the question is, um, what, what happens next? Um, some may say that, well, what happens next is we start doing the work. Well, before you start doing the work, it's really important to set expectations, set goals, set milestones and due dates and all that stuff in, in part in, in the part of what we call onboarding. And it's very important to take the time just as you did gaining the client, just as you're going to do executing the work into the onboarding of that client. So I plan to give you a few tips on what has been successful for me and what will be successful for you in onboarding a new client. So number one, explaining and defining the relationship. So making sure that they understand what you plan to deliver in not just the delivery of the end product, but in the relationship, what kind of communication um, is expected both ways, emails, phones, um, web application, how, how are you going to project manage? Um, how are they going to have access to that project management? And how are they going to be able to go through the different stages of development with you and what's that approval process look like so understanding all of that is is really important but essentially getting an idea of what the tone of the relationship is going to be so understanding does someone like to be communicated with on a regular basis do they want to hear from you every day or just once a week or less or more Knowing all those things will set you up for success moving forward and really hammer in that relationship. The other part that I mentioned, process. Process is extremely important, but some people don't want to be over-processed, nor do they want to be under-processed. So finding that happy balance that works for them is extremely important and understanding what that process is going to be like. Are you going to use a a tool like a base camp, for example, or numerous other um, different project management uh, tools that are out there and, and CRMs and how, how, are, how are you going to organize everything for them and can they expect to see timelines, uh, milestones and when you are about to approach those milestones, what does that look like? Also, 
What's the process for billing? Um, understanding the the process for when when they get billed, when they get billed, maybe a change order or something extra, if that's the case, and also finding out um, you know whether estimates are are part of the process and when those happen and how that approval process takes place before actual work uh, happens. So all of that is uh, is really important. Um, now that also brings me to another part that is married to process, which would be contracts. Now, um, many times when we have contracts, any type of a contract with a new client, the client nor nor we do do we want to look at it much, right? The the contract stuff is is um, is not a lot of fun. It doesn't really set the tone, if you will, for. A friendly relationship it's very formal very legal has some very scary language in there and we would just as soon put that away um, then talk about it but here's the problem what you have in the contract is very important for both parties and don't assume because they signed it they fully understand the terms and conditions of the contract so it's very important to in that onboarding process to go through the contract with them go through the high points you don't have to go through the boilerplate language but definitely the important points of the contract you want to make sure that they fully understood what they signed now you may think well um, I don't want them to know what they signed right that happens I mean let's let's be honest some of you may be thinking that like you know they signed it and I'm happy they did I don't want them to know what they signed because maybe they won't want to sign it but you know what there's gonna come a point when they're gonna read that contract again and they're gonna try to break out of the contract because they weren't happy with what they signed so just because you have a contract doesn't mean it's ironclad and nobody can get out of it so it's important to make sure that the contract is really something they fully understood and that is mutually agreed upon so you're gonna do yourself a lot of good and really you're going to um, you're going to influence the future of that relationship the longevity of that relationship if you invest in being very transparent and honest from the beginning so I highly recommend that um, then the other parts are um, you know your phone the way to communicate uh, cell phones for example um, I don't think that we're where to stage now I know years ago people were very sketchy about giving out their cell phones it was very private I don't think that that's such a problem anymore um, I the the cost of of cell phone um, plans are a lot less than they used to be and so I, I think that it would be great for a client to know that you're willing to give them your cell phone and that you let them know that hey if you need me this is how you can reach me outside of the office and you know what if um, if someone takes advantage of that well you know what you can do with your cell phone so you know I, I don't think there's any harm in doing that but it goes a long way by you offering that up to a client that's saying to them that you really want to be their partner and you they really matter to you as so much that you're willing to give your cell phone to them because you want to make sure that the quality of service is is always impeccable and that you are attending to their needs when they need it um, and then the other part are meetings and calls how frequently are you gonna have meetings um, how frequently um, you know do you think it would be necessary to have meetings or they desire to have meetings and calls for example I have some clients that um, I have one big monthly meeting 
and then I have weekly calls. So at the beginning or the middle of the week, I'll conduct weekly calls with those clients, and then we'll have one big meeting every month where in that meeting we talk about what's happened in the month, we go over analytics and results, feedback. They also have an opportunity to tell me what's been going on with them so that I can better cater um, my services to them. So it's a good time to do that. And the calls typically are kind of status updates and anything that came up real quick because you don't want to sometimes wait till the end of the month to learn things that you could have acted on that week. So um, now I recommend in this onboarding process that I'm talking about, I recommend this be part of what I call a kickoff meeting. So you should, before you start any work with the client, you should tell them that, listen, uh, before we get started, we do a kickoff meeting or we do an onboarding meeting, however you want to call it. And, um, and if it's not convenient to do this as a meeting, then do it as a call. But by all means, if you can make a face-to-face -face meeting, I always suggest that over a phone call. But if you can't, do it over a phone call. Either way, you want to have an agenda, have it listed out, and have some of these items that I talked about, you know, talking about the relationship, the process, the contract, uh, you know, your the way to best communicate with you, your cell phone numbers, um, regular meetings and calls. Have all those items that you want to go through on the agenda. And one other thing I didn't even add there is, the actual work that you're doing, the scope of work, go over the scope of work again. That may be in the contract, that may not be in the contract. Regardless, make sure you go through uh, the scope to make sure that they fully understand what they bought, if you will. So make sure that they understand what it is you're going to be doing and how you're going to be doing it. Because again, like the contract, if they have buyer's remorse or maybe they feel that they signed off on something that they weren't paying attention to, it's better that you tackle it at the onboarding, at the onset, than later down the road when uh, time has passed and maybe you've um, further inconvenienced them because now it's too late to make those corrections. So that's our show for today. Thank you so much for joining me. See you tomorrow for another episode of Wagner Live Insights. Until then, this is Wagner signing off. This has been another episode of Wagner Live. For replays, show schedules, and more information, go to Wagner.live. Until next time.